Every day we want to be more like you, Lord. Every day we want to be more like you, Lord. Let it be so. Let it be so. Every day we want to love more like you, Lord. Every day we want to love more like you, Lord. Every day we want to love more like you, Lord. Let it be so. Let it be so. Suffering servant, teach us to pour out. Show us scars so beautiful, overcome our doubts. Come, suffering servant, teach us to pour out. Show us scars so beautiful. sorrows come with your crown of thorns come and teach us how to die so we can be reborn come king of sorrows come with your crown of thorns come and teach us how to die so we can be Jesus to the suffering servant, Jesus to the suffering king, Jesus you died once for all, death has lost its Thank you. 
Let your mercies fall like rain across this sinful land. Come enthroned in heaven with victory in your hand. Let your mercies fall like rain across this sinful land. Jesus, to the suffering servant, Jesus to the suffering king Jesus you died once for all And death has lost its sting Good morning, Door of Hope. Uh, it is so good to be with all of you today. You know, I received so much encouragement actually from last week's message and just what I shared about giving up drinking and just that that desire to go deeper with Jesus, to uh, to not view the Christian life as I have to give up this thing or this thing, but Lord, uh, what can I do to be as close to you as possible? How can I experience more of you? What is hindering me from experiencing more? And, and that question, I think, is a question that a lot of you are asking right now, uh, because this time of quarantine, this time of unrest, uh, has really put to test our faith. And for many of you, it's really uh, scared you at uh, the ways in which it's been easy when we don't have the ability to gather together as a community to just kind of drift from our devotion to Jesus. And so today I want to just take a moment to really just kind of dig into Paul's powerful passage in Romans 5 when he says, but the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit and this is the first time in Romans that both the love of God uh, and the Holy Spirit is mentioned. And I think it would be good before we move further into Romans to really talk about what it means to be a Spirit-filled community because this is the key to the victorious Christian life. And so I'm going to dig in actually to what does a Spirit-filled community look like and we're going to actually uh, jump out of Romans to kind of give us even more foundation as we continue in that letter uh, to Colossians uh, chapter 3 and we're going to look at verses 14 through 17 because I think Paul here in Colossians actually gives us a list of what does the Spirit-filled community look like and it answers a lot of the questions that many of you have been uh, giving to me as you've become convicted by your own desire to be closer to Jesus. And so Colossians 3 verses 14 through 17 gives us a look into what it means to be a Spirit-filled people. He writes in Colossians chapter 3 verses 14 through 17, and above all these, he begins in verse 14, put on love which binds everything together in perfect harmony. As it says in Romans chapter 13, that we are to owe no debt 
to anyone except the debt of love. It's the only debt that is never paid in full. That as it says in Romans 5, that the love of God has been poured out in our hearts as the outcome of the atoning work of Jesus. Through our faith in Him, we have been justified. And that justification means that we are made right with God. And not only that, but we are given the very Spirit of God to dwell within us. And we are told that the love of God is poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. And that love is God's elective love, His choosing to love sinners in their sin. But it's not just elective, it's a purifying love that actually begins to burn away the things that are unlovely in the beloved. And it's a creative love. It is something that is birthed in the heart that is not there. It's not like God, the Holy Spirit uncovers a love that lied dormant. The Holy Spirit actually places within us the capacity to love with the love of God. The first mark of a spirit-filled community is the ability to actually live as a people of grace. The one-way love of God, that love that comes to us, that love that is unfair, that love that is not driven by what it can receive, but it is a love that flows toward the unlovely in spite of its unloveliness. A love that we ourselves received and now as vehicles of the Holy Spirit become conduits of. This is why the first mark of the Spirit-filled community and the only real tangible evidence that we are even children of God is based upon our capacity to love. This is what it means to put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. The Spirit-filled community does not, is not first and foremost now the a community that's ability to think really well. It is first and foremost a community that has become aware of God's love. I know that I am loved on my worst day that Jesus is crazy about me. And that love, as I surrender to that love, the Spirit now has the ability to utilize me as a conduit or a carrier of that love to a world that is desperately seeking grace. This is what it means, first and foremost, to be a Spirit-filled community. And I would just ask you that question. If you are someone who has placed your faith in Jesus and you have surrendered to Him, then you have received his Spirit. And the Holy Spirit comes into our lives. Remember what, it, what we're told to be Spirit-filled. This is something we are commanded to be. And when it says be Spirit-filled, doesn't mean that we get more of the Spirit. The Spirit is not a force to be wielded. The Spirit is one that we are to be surrendered to. To be Spirit-filled doesn't mean we get more of the Spirit. To be Spirit-filled means that the Spirit has more and more control of our lives. The Spirit is able to come in and that love of God that the Spirit brings into our lives is a love that meets us in our sin but is not content to leave us there. The Spirit reveals areas that need to be surrendered, reveals areas that we need to move into with greater courage. The Spirit creatively gives us the capacity to do those things. As I've shared, the Spirit often reveals to us things that we need to lay down. I felt the conviction to lay down alcohol because I saw it as a replacement of the Holy Spirit. 
I saw it as a way of escaping stress. But instead, the Spirit says, no, this is an area, it's not that you don't have the freedom to drink, but that freedom that you are using is actually enslaving you. And I want to set you free to things that are even more powerful, more beautiful. And for each one of us, those things are different. We are free, but we should not be enslaved by anything. The only debt that we are to owe is the debt of love. And as a community of love, that is the outflow of surrender to the Holy Spirit. Secondly, it's a community of shalom. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you are called in one body, and be thankful. This is what Paul goes on to write in verse 15. A spirit-filled community will not only be a community of love, but it'll also be a community of shalom, of peace. What are we told in Isaiah? And he will keep you in perfect peace whose mind is fixed upon him. Man, in an age of such restlessness, how desperately does the world need to see us manifesting a peace in the midst of difficulty, peace in the midst of tribulation, one of the most powerful witnesses to peace I ever saw was my friend Craig, who was living out his last month with terminal cancer and his ability to laugh and to have joy, his calm confidence that Jesus was with him. It wasn't that he wasn't scared. It wasn't that he wasn't saddened by the fact that he was going to be leaving his family, that he would never see his girls graduate or walk them down the aisle when they someday became married. No, it was the belief that the best was yet to come and that he could entrust his life to Jesus. Even when the suffering didn't make sense, he lived so fully the very words of Dorothy Sayers when she said in Creator Chaos, whatever game God is playing with man, he has played fair and taken his own medicine. Craig couldn't explain why suffering was there, but he could trust his sympathetic high priest that has tasted suffering and experienced it to be with him in the midst of it. He understood what it meant to be spirit-filled, and he was a man who was full of love, and up till his dying breath was a man full of peace. This is something that the world needs to see. It is one of the things that is compelling. The greatest evidence that we are followers of Jesus is seen not in what we know, but our capacity to love like Jesus and to live with a repose in the midst of difficulty. Third, he says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. We need to realize that a community that is spirit-filled is not only a community of love, it's not only a community of shalom, but it is a community of worship. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. 
I think that this is such a powerful picture because worship is the eternal occupation of every believer. All people worship, but the question isn't, do I worship? The question is, is what do you worship? And for us, worship speaks of that total surrender. For worship begins in submission. It's initiated by the Spirit. It's defined by truth, and it's expressed in love. Worship is our total surrender to Christ, our willingness to say, Lord, not my will be done, but thy will be done. It is us recognizing that when he is the central desire of the human heart, all other desires fall into their proper place. I think that this time of quarantine has truly revealed what it is that we worship. What are the things that we turn to for hope? What are the things that we turn to to escape the difficulties of life. But one who is spirit-filled is not looking to escape life. The one who is spirit-filled realizes that Jesus himself is life, and a worship of him is a surrender to the one who says, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who is himself our peace. The one who is love incarnate. Are you finding yourself worshiping Jesus in this time? Or is your heart given to other gods? I mean, Calvin himself said that the human heart is an idol factory. And so those are the questions. As I have stated, I just said last week that, that it's not about what I give up for Jesus. Jesus doesn't want this or that part of me. It's about giving my whole person to Jesus, the good and the bad. A spirit-filled community is a community of love, of peace, and of true worship. For the only options in worship is that we're either worshiping the true God, that is, we are submitted to King Jesus, or we're worshiping the gods of our own creation or the gods that this world continually present to us to feed upon our appetites that often get out of whack. But finally, Paul says this in verse 17, and whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus. Think about that. Whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus. Think about the sanctifying reality of that, the eradication of the sacred from the secular, that when we do everything in the name of Jesus. And to speak of the name of Jesus is to speak of the very character of Jesus, the person of Jesus. When we pray in the name of Jesus, that means we're praying in accordance to his very character, to his heart, to his personhood. But we are to do all things in his name, giving thanks to God the Father through him. A spirit-filled community is a community that is marked by love, by peace, by true worship. It is a community that is marked by Jesus. At Door of Hope, we say, if we are not talking about Jesus, if we are not preaching Christ in Him crucified, then we are not preaching. If we aren't talking about Jesus, we are wasting our time because when the world says, what is God like? We say He is like Jesus. And if you have met Jesus, and you have met the beautiful Savior, the humble servant, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. 
if you have seen and felt his love, then how can we be about anything but him? And know this, guys, I am by no means arrived at a place where I can say everything I think and everything I do and everything I say is rooted in Jesus. This is why I need grace every moment of every day because even in my best moments, my most spirit-filled moments, even when I'm preaching the gospel, there is still mixture at play. And that is the reality of life under the sun. That is the reality of life in these fallen bodies and fallen minds. But we can't cop out and say, well, I was born this way. I'm this or that. I can't help myself. Hey, we have been born again, which means that the more we learn to depend upon the Spirit of God who dwells within us, the more the very character of God will be revealed through us. A community of Jesus is what it means to be a Spirit-filled community because the Holy Spirit, His primary goal is he is a missionary spirit. That is, he is pointing people again and again to Jesus. And so I would just encourage all of you, in this time, give space to the spirit. To be spirit-filled is not you getting more of the spirit. He's not a force to be wielded. He is God himself, which means we must submit to him so that he can fill us with love, fill us with peace, so that he can fill us with the heart of worship, so that he can point us again and again to Jesus. You guys, on your worst day, Jesus is crazy about you. He has not left us. He has given us his Holy Spirit. None of this has taken him by surprise. He is working in these days and the world is looking for hope. And we are a people who gather around Jesus and see Jesus and whom Jesus sees around himself. May the world see that when they look to us, may they see a spirit-filled people who are reflecting the love of Christ which has been poured out in our hearts. I love you guys. Have a wonderful day.
And he 